Welcome to One Heart, One Mind, a podcast of the Nampa, Idaho South Stake to inspire and give hope in our efforts to build Zion. And now your host, Kim Keller. Welcome, welcome to the One Heart, One Mind Nampa podcast. I'm super excited today because we have here in our studio, <laughs> we have Adriano and Wendy De Sosa. Now, I say De Sosa because I just got this Yankee accent, right? But uh, Adriano is from, where are you from, Adriano? Brazil. So how should I pronounce your name? Uh, De Sosa. That's not how you say it, is it? I was like, Sousa. De Sousa. You okay. say it perfect. Great. So many yeah. pronounced De Sousa. De Sousa. We are happy to have you here today. Okay. And we're excited because we're going we're gonna to talk about a little bit about, about uh, your history um, in Brazil because it plays a big role in your calling in our state. You are the branch president of a Portuguese-speaking branch. So there's a lot to unwrap there. So let's let's start first of all by just introducing yourselves. Wendy, start you start introducing uh, who you are. Well, I am Wendy De Souza from Wenatchee, Washington, and I met um, my husband Adriano at down by BYU. I had a roommate from Brazil, and they were attending the same American Language Culture Center and had that same program through. Um, BYU, and um, yeah, I have three kids, and what else do you want to know about me? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Now, um, it had, and you and Adriano met, what was, it, was it, it a roommate, a friend? Yeah, so I had a roommate um, from Brazil, and they attended that same American Language Center, and they would each month they would have a different culture night celebration. Um, long story short, we met at a Brazilian dance for the school. Is and he a good Brazilian dancer? Yes, he's an awesome dancer. So she's like, Wendy, come practice your samba dancing. And I saw him there and I was like, Patricia, that was my roommate. It's like, you've got to introduce me to him. So, wow. I think that's met. what everybody says when they see Adriano. You've yes. got to introduce of me course. to him. Yeah. Of course. Hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> the hips don't lie. <laughs> yeah, he meant to say hips right there. <laughs> so, okay, Adriano, um, what brought you to the United States? Well, twenty-two uh, years ago, I met a guy, a local guy from uh, this area, actually. From uh, he has a wood factory in Fruitland, and uh, he lives in Ontario. And uh, right after my mission, he came and made an invitation to come to his home, to his house, to pursue uh, education. And he made an invitation to me, and I took it. So there's a, there's a story behind, but due to the time, I don't want to get into that. Oh, uh, come on. We love a story. <laughs> just just a little bit of the story. Well, also, it was also during that time they started the, was it called the Perpetual Education yeah, Fund? So, so he yeah. wanted to host people to come from other countries, and he wanted to host them and help them to get an education. So that was part of the reason why he gave Adriano the invitation. Correct. It's three, three months, about three to four months before the church came, you know, made official the the, the Perpetual Education Fund for yeah. Victorian missionaries. Uh, this, this person and came, and uh, he was a one of the biggest uh supporter and donator you know for the program yeah. under you know he's 
put a lot of money into that, helping uh, the internal missionaries from my area, from South Brazil. Okay. And uh, and my stake president, he came and he made a, you know, I was there to, to do an interview with him in a place just like this on a stake center. And uh, he made an invitation, said, hey, you know, called my, by my name, Adriano, would you ever thought about come to America to, to, to get a better education? And I said, at that moment, I said no. I wasn't interested. I, I had, had a job. I was already lining up to, uh, to pursue education in Brazil. Had a girlfriend, you know, as a Victorian missionary is a big thing. Went up to your mission to get a girlfriend. So I already thought I already got into my right path. And I thought, okay, life, well, is, good. life is good. But a month later, everything changed. It. You know, I broke up with my girlfriend. I got fired from my job. And I had to hold. I had to hold hold off for education, and then a thought came to my mind. Hey, remember that invitation about maybe get a better education in different countries? And I, I approached my stake president, and he made an invitation again. And he called this person, the contact, and the, the, the person that was in charge of uh, of the the program, and this guy you know, made an invitation for me to come to. To America, to Ontario, 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 Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah. And then, so you came, so that to make the story short, yeah, you said it was really long. You well, came. Well, there was a lot of adventures. A lot yeah. of adventures. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of things. You happened. came with no English. You didn't know a single word of English. Yeah, I came. I came here with two hundred dollars in my pocket, a ticket to come back to my country in, in, within three uh, thirty days. And not knowing what was getting to it, mm-hmm. so when I got here, it was interesting. I didn't know that I could speak Spanish because my English was was horrible. If you think my English is it's bad now, <laughs> 22 years ago, you have no idea how bad it was. So you know, I had a chance to 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 get enrolled to to go to a TVCC Treasure Valley Community College. Mm-hmm. So. They put me there and uh, I started to go to school there for one semester. Then I transferred to uh, Utah because uh, obviously here uh, English as a second language 22 years ago wasn't a, something that uh, they didn't have the programs uh, for. I could uh, pursue. So but there's a lot of foreign languages spoken down in, in the Provo Orem area. Correct. Yeah, yeah Correct. a lot of opportunities so, yeah, in language. Yeah. So this is, what I, this is what I did. I stayed here for three months and moved to Utah and then what did you study well the beginning uh, physical education then international business and then end up culinary arts culinary arts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right that's right so we should say you so your family has owned restaurants correct yeah Uh, I do yeah we we are here in this area for only over almost almost three years Mm-hmm. We were uh, living in North Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, uh, Coeur d'Alene area. 
So you still own a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, you know, I didn't know it, but I was up there for a conference about seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And we went across the street and we ate this amazing Brazilian steakhouse with all the fixings. And I found out later, it was, ours. It was you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was there. Maybe You, you were running around, <laughs> I'm just sure. All I know about you is you worked really hard. So I'm sure you were working really hard that day. So yeah, we had busy there for ten, almost 10 years. Yeah, almost 10 years. The then... Uh, then Wendy can tell us a little bit more of why we moved this to these areas. Well, initially, initially, um, Adriano had this idea to move to the Boise area, and we hated it. Me and the kids, we didn't know what he was thinking. We thought he was crazy, and we're like, why do you want to go to Boise? Like, Coeur d'Alene is beautiful, and we had our life, and just our stability, and we had our restaurant, and... We kept fighting it, and for like a year, he kept saying, I just have this feeling that we need to go to the Boise area. And I'm like, no. Um, and then Leah, our oldest daughter, she's um, been pursuing volleyball and was trying to get committed for um, volleyball. She was in her um, sophomore year at that time. And we knew that this area had better chance for her to have more exposure. So we really considered um, that as part of our option. It was probably about 50% of our reason why we came here. But... Um, you know, Daniel will tell you, there was just one day he came home from church and said, you guys need to pray about this. I know we have to move to Boise. And we were kind of like, no, we fought it. And the kids came home and half of the people at church were asking, like, you guys are moving? You guys are moving? We're like, no, we're not moving. And even my I, at that time I was in the um, Relief Society presidency and they're like, Wendy, we heard you're moving. And we're like, no, I'm like, no, we're not moving. And we all get home and we're all upset at Adriano. And we're like, why? What did, why did you tell everybody we're moving? And he said, oh, well, I just, in my in my meeting today, I just told the leaders they'd asked me to commit to, what was it, a Boy Scout camp? To do the food. Catering. Yeah, the catering for the Boy Scout camp. And he's like, well, I can't commit to it because I'm not sure we're going to be here. And that's all he said. But from that, that little comment, they all thought we were moving and... So he's just like, guys, think about it. And we prayed about it. And um, he left to go take a nap and then came downstairs and saw us all sitting there bawling, just crying. And we're like, he's like, what's going on? And he thought something was wrong. And then Leah turns to him and says, I know we're supposed to go there, but I don't want to. And she was just crying. And that was our reason to come. But we really didn't know why. We didn't have anyone here that we knew. We didn't have anything set up. We didn't have any business set up. We just... Knew we were supposed to go and come here, and we came within, it was fast. We put our house up for sale. We sold it in less than 30 days. We moved here in less than two months, like six weeks, packed everything up and just came. Wow. Yeah, it was a quick move. And, and opened up the cafe down here yeah. in Nampa. Correct. And uh, one of the person that we met that made that invitation was President Bauer. Mm. You know, we met the family, the Bauer family, Caroline and... Uh, and President Bauer, and uh, he's the one who said, "Hey, come, you know, to especially to, to Leah to, to Leah to play, to play volleyball. volleyball for Skyview." So we had a, a house. Wendy had she she has a, a family, uh, my uncles, aunt and uncle, yeah, and uncle. They have a house on the north side of uh, Nampa, and uh, we didn't know that when we committed with uh, the the Bowers, the, the Bowers, the Skyview, and everything. We didn't know it was in the south. We didn't know the Napa area, so we didn't know the location of anything. So we, you know, we saw the the Ridgeview. We got excited. Beautiful high school. Oh, that's going to be a really good high school for our kids. And then later on, 
We I know, found out it was a sky view, was 25 minutes mm. away from our house. So for sure, we didn't know, well, you know, why exactly the reason why we end up being here. But about two years, uh, two years ago, we found out why we we were. A year and a half. A year and a half ago. We were about, yes. Yeah. Well, we should talk a little bit about why. Yes. Yeah. So I, I will tell you a little story that you may or may not be aware of. Uh, it's about a little less than two years ago. We had a family get baptized into our stake, and I went to the baptism. Um, and it turns out this is a little uh, a Portuguese family. This is the, the, I think, a mom or sister and her daughter, right? Yeah. They all get baptized. But what was so strange is there's like people from Brazil. Actually, they're a Brazilian family, right? It speaks Portuguese. There, there are a bunch of people from Brazil that were at that baptism right here in the stake center. And we're like, where are all these people coming from? And the funny thing was is this young family was getting baptized. And friends of theirs who were members of the church knew them not as members of the church, but just as their first time. Or probably they showed up to the baptism to their friends. And it was just kind of funny that I figured that everybody knew each other in this in this population of, of Brazilians. Mm. And it turns out that they did. Uh, and somebody else had shared the gospel with them. And they got baptized and their friends. So we had all these people from Brazil that were at the baptism. And that's when we realized, hey, there's a group of people in this valley that, uh, that are from Brazil or that speak Portuguese. And so after that, President Stuckey says, hey, let's look at getting a... Portuguese brands in Nampa, Idaho. Nampa, I know of all Idaho. places. We're like, why Nampa? But... South Nampa. We're still thinking, why? Why <laughs> South Nampa? Because there's some other places could be, you know, could be Meridian, could be Boise, or you know, yeah. bigger population. Yeah. But uh, it's growing. Though. It's growing, and uh, so what happened after that branch was got approved? Well, initially. The very first thing that happened was President Bauer came into our cafe. And I don't know if he had heard that you had I don't know how I don't know how he'd heard about somehow he'd heard about how Adriano and I had helped open a Portuguese branch in Orem. And so I started kind of sharing that story with him how um they had approached Adriano. Um this was a good like ten no, it was before Coeur d'Alene, so it was probably like 15 years ago, um, had asked Adriana to come and help with leadership in opening a Portuguese branch in Orem, Utah. So I kind of shared that story and how it grew, and it ended up growing. We watched, we were there, and we attended it and watched it grow into a ward, and then they ended up splitting to a second ward. And now, Adriana said there's seven there's, wards in that area. There's seven wards in that area, yeah. and they're about to And they're about to create an actual stake for just the Portuguese stake, wow. yeah. So um, anyhow... To get back on the other question, um, I remember talking to him about that, and he's like, well, President Stuckey is really looking into opening a Portuguese branch, so we would love to talk to Adriano about his experience and what he knows and if he knows any other Brazilians in the area um, or Portuguese speaking in the area. And we really didn't at that time, we didn't know any other Brazilians or Portuguese speaking in the area until we opened up our cafe and then the they knew the Asai, you know, is native to Brazil, and so... Just gradually, people started entering and talking to us, and I don't started meeting a few people, and then um, then you got the call from President Stuckey Correct. to come in and talk to him for an interview. Yeah, yeah my, uh, I remember President Bauer came and asking, you know, asking us and talking about the the idea, and he said, "I'm more than welcome to help." 
let's put it straight. I'm not putting myself to be a present, <laughs> bishop, anything like that. I'm helping, and we'll think about if we're going to be part of this brand, this, yeah. this, this idea. This brand, yeah. But uh, just like Wendy said, uh, through the, the cafe that you asked, you know, because we, we end up closing the Brazilian Steakhouse in Cordon Lane, and we moved here. We decided to open a small Smaller. little cafe. And through this cafe, I will be meeting a lot of people. And this is how I met. And right after I was I was called to be to be a, to become the branch president. This is how I met the first counselor and the second counselor. counselor. It was just people that walked it's, into the cafe. And uh, <laughs> it was so. But he's skipping the best part of the story. I want to hear it. So we got the inter- we got the call to come and have an interview with President Stuckey, and. For sure, Adriano was like, if anything, I'm going to be, a, you know, he might call me to be a counselor or to help out with something. Had no no inkling that he would be the branch president, be called to be the branch president. And when he called you, like, he just teared up and... and um, the branch president came and uh, he asked, just like an interview, just quick, actually was this room right here, right now, the studio, that he came... And uh, he's he looked he looked at us. Actually, it wasn't this. Actually, it wasn't the <laughs> next uh, the next office. But anyways, he he came and uh, and he told he asked he asked you know so why are you here? What and, brought uh, you to? What brought you here? Number and then both of us we answer. We still don't know. We still <laughs> don't know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But we yeah. still don't know. Because everything, to be honest, everything in our life was really falling apart at that moment. That moment. Yeah. So we were both like. We really don't know why we're here, and then, and then he just looked at at you know both of us eyes, and he said, "I know why. I know why. I know why. And God knows why." <laughs> yes. So then that moment he called us to be, called me to be the branch president, and uh, it was a little, you know, shocking, overwhelming, and, overwhelming yeah. from the beginning, but. It's been great. It's been a year and a half, and uh, the branch is, is growing. And there's people come to the church. It's funny thing you mentioned about the Brazilians, but a lot of people think uh, there's a, a Brazilian branch, and uh, because the majority of people that went to Brazil, or people from Brazil, but not just for we met people from Portugal, we met people from Africa. Actually, there's a family that's about to join our branch. They're from uh, Portugal. So it's not just the, the right, it's the right. Portuguese speaking, which is that's the purpose. Of yeah, it's not yeah. in the Portuguese. You're gonna understand, you know, there's Europe, but there's in Africa, there's South, you know, South America. It's all right. over, all over the place, and sometimes we we think of just just Brazil. Brazil. So it's it's been great, and you know, a lot of people coming and, and join the, the, the a branch. And how has the branch um, helps? people um maybe who wouldn't have had such an experience uh and have you had have you seen anybody have opportunities for leadership or reaching out to people in different ways because I'll, of this I'll, I'll tell you this okay one thing that president uh, uh Stuckey, even though from a rest one of the one of the last meetings that i had with him he said how's the activities you know the brazilian people which is majority we like to socialize we like uh they like a party. Parties and, uh, you know, activities and things like that. And this is how we met a lot of people. And actually, this is how we, we, we are, the missionaries even baptizing people. 
to the activities. Because there's always so, good food at those activities. Well, as soon yes. as you hear that there's a Brazilian barbecue going, you're going to get comes. tons of yeah. Portuguese. People food start learning come. Portuguese just yes, to come to the barbecue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so when they hear there's an activity, they show up whether they know a single person or not, and with that, it's instantly a missionary opportunity there's so many people who will come and then i remember our last um brazilian barbecue that we did before right before covid you know shut us down we had a couple people that showed up and their very first thing they asked instead of just wanting to know the people and where we're from it was just like what does your church believe because they were in search of some form of gospel some form of religion and it's just amazing to see the missionary work from it. And through the activities, we also have another experience here. One, uh, one guy that uh, that walked, you know, we were doing right behind the, the church building. And right here in the sunny, sunny Ridge. Sunny Ridge building. And uh, there's a guy that walked his dog every single day. And that afternoon, he he walked. Probably five would, times. Back five and times. And we were wondering. Back and forth in the field. And we're like, what's going what's on going with What's going on guy? with this guy? And then he just... Uh, maybe the last time he, maybe he gave up he said Stops I, right I, I, I got a question yeah. for you and uh, he said yeah sure he said why you guys are so happy because this is the first time because I walk this every day and this is the first time I see a group of people so happy so happy yeah. so and, and that's what makes the thing the difference what's making the difference the, are the activities the food mm-hmm. and the missionary opportunities you know our branch being a small little branch, somehow we have uh, six missionaries, and uh, and they're busy and they're finding people in uh, Ada County, Canyon County, Ontario, you know, uh, it's all over the place. Uh, I think we're the only Portuguese branch in the in the treasure. It is. Valley. Whole it is. Valley. Yeah. Whole Valley. Yeah. yeah. It's if it not the it's the only uh, it's the first in, in in Idaho for sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm not quite sure about other states, but out of Utah, I never heard about any other Portuguese. Yeah. Maybe in the east side, I don't know, but uh, I haven't heard. Well, the gospel is to reach out to everybody in whatever language they have, right? So. And it's definitely um, reinactivated those who have. I don't know if necessarily left the church, but definitely have kind of lost some of their testimony because they now have it in their own language. And it makes a huge difference to feel closer to the spirit when they can understand better and speak their own language. And we've seen multiple families and multiple couples, especially um, strengthen their own marriage because they've been able to um, build their testimonies and reenactivate into the gospel. And it's because they are speaking their own language. You know, another difference, another thing that it's a very uh, positive thing about having a small little branch, it's uh, the opportunity to serve. You know, there's so many things that they can do, you know, like uh, even, for example, uh, uh, my wife, she has three callings. You know, four now. I just got a new one on Sunday. Four callings. <laughs> so <laughs> there's always opportunity to serve. Always, always there's things to do. You know, and sometimes when we are in a big, bigger world and so many people, so many families, the leaders sometimes they they, they find kind of uh, difficult to find it. Uh, callings for for everybody and things like this. In our branch, what makes you is everybody knows everybody. It, uh, everybody has since to serve a different college. For example, my son, you know, he had a he has opportunity to to uh, pass the sacrament, he has opportunity to bless the sacrament. He opens the door, he closes the door, he you know Cuts he put sacrament. it he put it away the sacrament. And then, you know, remembering 
about four, uh, three years ago, you know, when we when we moved to uh, you know to our to our ward in, in the north side, it was a battle for him to pass the sacrament. He had to get there like twenty minutes early, or they'd already have too many to to pass. Yeah. So if he didn't get there early enough, they already had their selection, and he wouldn't even get a chance. Yeah, so. and the things like this, you know. So that's to me, it's a benefit, you know, to be part of a, of our branch, you know. And there's so many other things, you know, that are positive. So you're definitely seeing it bless people's lives. For sure. And, uh, yeah, like uh, my wife mentioned about, there's some families, not that they were, they were uh, struggling, you know, uh, spiritually, but they were, they were, they were f- trying to find s- something else, you know, that they can be more... Uh, feel f- just f- feel more fulfilled, I think. Feel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, it's been good. It's been great for, you know, for, for, for the youth, for the... For the, the families and the, the grades. So you're here now in Nampa. Mm-hmm. Do you feel your purpose is much more clear than before? Yes, it's definitely our purpose of what's keeping us. For, here, sure. for sure. We keep meeting people that we never thought that we would meet. You know, people that are willing to help us. People, that just people that are willing to serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's been a blessing for us. Yeah. Uh, and also personally for for our family. We seen growth, you know. Was we came from, uh, you know, we we're pretty good. We we're doing pretty good in North Idaho, but we f- we feel like the things are, are getting better and better. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned about our, our cafe. We're about to get a, a new cafe coming up in a new another establishment. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, the things are getting better. So the, the the thing is, just put the Lord. That's the main lesson for us. Yeah, sometimes we think that uh, we know everything, we plan it, we expect and thinking that everything's going to work the way how we plan it. But Heavenly Father has a different way, different things for us. And sometimes, like Brother Stuckey said, you have to go President down. Stuckey. Or President Stuckey, yeah. He said you have to you have to go back down the hill to in order to climb it again. And so sometimes you lose everything or you might have major struggles that come into your life thinking, what did I do wrong when really you're doing exactly what's right, but you have to go through it in order to get back up on top of the hill, you know? Mm-hmm. And we've found that out in our life coming here. It's been a just a full 180 circle for us from where we were and what, how, what we started at and where we are now. So You need to be faithful, you know, and sometimes just to put the wise to the side and just keep up with your faith and do it. Just be try to, you know... Keep going, keep walking, keep climbing, just like my wife said, you know, and just uh, keep going and uh, trust the Lord. He will take care of you. Mm-hmm. He took care of us and is taking care of us. And uh, through us right now, we're helping others. You know, we just have a family just just recently just got baptized, you know, and uh, what a miracle. And uh, it's funny because this, this family, because they're not LDS, they don't language anything. He just comes in this he tells me he cannot believe what everything is happening right after his you know meeting people in God Bhakta and all the blessings. But he doesn't know the word blessing. And he said, My gosh, I'm so lucky. We're so lucky. And he keep using that word lucky, lucky. And then I, I said I stopped him and said, Let me let me explain one thing for you. We all the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of the, of the Latter day Saints, we don't believe in lucky. You know, we believe in blessings, you know. 
And we believe in that whatever you're doing right, God is, is watching you and He knows. And He will take care of you. As long as you put Him, put in the gospel. And uh, first, everything else is going to work it out. Great blessings. Great message. Well, we're blessed to have you here. Thank you so much for coming to Nampa yeah. and uh, helping us be better people down here. And and uh, we're just so lucky to have you. Any any final thoughts you want to share with us? Send your Portuguese-speaking friends our way. Yeah, that's true. If you know anybody who speaks yeah. Portuguese, members of the church or not, we've got a place for yeah. them to come. And to return socialize. missionaries, please come visit us. Yeah. They love it. They love to come and we've been getting, practice the language. And, we've been getting yeah. a bunch of returning missionaries, you know, right now because some of the weeks they they have a church, virtual church. They So they found out that we have a... Portuguese-speaking. Portuguese-speaking. Yeah. They, they come, they participate, they're exciting, and they, and they get excited. And yeah, to speak again. Yeah. Come and visit us. You know, just visit us. We we always having activities, and we have, always have good food. That is for sure. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for, for coming. Appreciate you both. Thank you. Thanks for listening to One Heart, One Mind Nampa. Credit is given to Kim Keller, who oversees the podcast, both Lindy Bauer and Kim Keller, who are our hosts, Casey Maddox, the project director and announcer, Rachel Bauer, who is our site director. Likewise, thanks also to Kayla Christensen, our project manager, John Freeman, our communications coordinator, Jesus Gomez, the key grip and podcast editor, Don Ricker, our digital platform manager, Rich Petrie, and DJ Holiday for final edits. Thank you for listening to One Heart, One Mind. We hope that you have felt inspiration and hope in moving towards Zion. As always, thank you, and may the Lord bless you.